Hello, and thank you for joining the OTC Journal in the first of a series of interviews I will be conducting with companies I have featured throughout 2003. The purpose of this interview series is to give you the opportunity to hear directly from the management concerning their business model, industry group, and plans for the future. I hope this will help you better evaluate your own comfort level in owning shares in any of these companies. I remind you that any investment in the companies the OTC Journal features should be viewed as highly risky. Please visit our website at www.otcjournal.com and read our mission statement. Also, please take the time to read our article entitled, Our Microcaps for You, by Dr. Richard Geist, and our section entitled, Rules for Successful Microcap Investing. Now, before we begin the interview, let me read the Safe Harbor Statement. This interview contains forward-looking statements, including, without limitation, statements concerning our business and possible or assumed future results of operations. Our actual results could differ materially from those anticipated in the forward-looking statements for many reasons, including our ability to continue as a going concern, adverse economic changes affecting markets we serve, competition in our markets and industry segments, our timing and the profitability of entering new markets, greater than expected costs, customer acceptance of wireless networks, or difficulties related to our integration of the businesses we may acquire, and other risks and uncertainties as may be detailed from time to time in our public announcements and SEC filings. Although we believe the expectations reflected in the forward-looking statements are reasonable, they relate only to events as of the date on which the statements are made, and our future results, levels of activities, performance, or achievements may not meet these expectations. We do not intend to update any of these forward-looking statements after the date of this document to conform these statements to actual results and to changes in our expectations except as required by law. Okay. Today, I'm pleased to be joined by Mike Novielli, the chairman of Network Installation. Network Installation trades on the over-the-counter bulletin board symbol, NWIS. The first question is Mike. Question is Mike. Thanks for joining us today. Mike, the arrival of Wi-Fi and wireless networking appears to have created a sudden and, and sort of insane frenzy. What do you suppose the reason for that is? Larry, thanks for having me today. Uh, to address your first question, uh, while it may appear that this shift to wireless networking was so sudden, uh, the fact is wireless networking technology has been with us for a number of years now. For example, my laptop computer is three years old, and one of the features which initially sold me on it back then was its wireless capabilities. Well, three years ago, wireless, uh, wireless networks, although they existed, they were pretty rare, but I knew it was only a matter of time before this technology would become mainstream. Today, though, I gain, internet wire I, I gain wireless Internet access by physically inserting a wireless card directly into my laptop, but by today's standards, that's archaic. Most new laptops today come fully equipped with a wireless chip inside. So the point here is, although the technology has been around, the infrastructure hadn't arrived. But now that infrastructure is being built at warp speed worldwide, and hence all the recent fanfare about Wi-Fi and wireless networking. Mike, it seems that everywhere I go these days, wireless Internet access is exploding just in public places. You know, a year ago, the only place I could think of that had wireless access was the Starbucks. Today it's in almost all coffee shops and bookstores and copy places. You know, airports have them all over the place. As a matter of fact, I was reading in New York City, a lot of streets have wireless access now. I know many people are installing wireless networks in their homes. And recently I've been reading that the computer manufacturers are reporting strong sales of the laptops with built-in wireless technologies. I've been reading that many are likening the growth in this arena to the wireless telco build out of five years ago. So Mike, tell us how, how big do you think this market is going to get and how fast is it growing? 
Well, currently it's estimated that approximately 30 million U.S. business travel uh, business travelers carry laptops. By 2005, laptop computer use is estimated to grow domestically to about 60 million units, while worldwide usage is predicted at more than 150 million units. Uh, regular wireless users were estimated at about 2 million uh, last year in 2002, and that number is predicted to grow to more than 20 million by 2006, just in the U.S. alone. So we're talking about a hypergrowth market here. Mike, can you, uh, can you cite a few examples of some of the high-profile or larger-scale projects which would seem to validate this wireless concept? Sure. The uh, obvious examples are the previously mentioned Starbucks coffee shops or McDonald's or Marriott hotels, which are rolling out or have rolled out Wi-Fi hotspots nationwide. Uh, as a matter of fact, St. John's University in New York recently spent $7 million on a campus-wide wireless network, and they've equipped all their students with IBM wireless uh, laptops. And just yesterday, it was reported that the city of Cerritos, California, announced its intentions of becoming the first completely wireless zone city, or MAN, which stands for Metropolitan Area Network. So could you, could you describe, let, let's shift gears then from the market, which appears to be growing at tenfold over the next three years, and, and talk specifically about network installation and its market niche within this explosive growth market. Uh, where does does network installation fit into this market, and how quickly can network installation grow? Well, our core competency, Larry, has been the actual design, install, and deployment of traditional high-speed wired networks for the Fortune 1000, government, local municipalities, the K-12 market, and higher education university system. Uh, as a matter of fact, our current install base includes clients such as Wells Fargo, UCLA, USC, Orange, and Los Angeles counties, just to name a few. Uh, well, these enterprises and other establishments in these sectors are now some of the largest consumers in the conversion to wireless. And as I cited earlier, uh, the demand is literally increasing exponentially. Uh, the ability to meet that demand is both natural and seamless for network installation. So your, your, your installations are bridging just these little hotspots into these larger institutional installations, correct? Well, Wi-Fi technology is used in wireless networks. So whether you deploy a traditional 802.11 uh, standard or another application, that's dependent on a number of different variables, including the location, number of users, and the scalability. And our agreements with Motorola and Vivado give us the flexibility to meet the demands of designing a wireless system regardless of the application that is required. So, so moving forward then, could you briefly uh, describe some of the company's recent accomplishments? Sure. Just uh, several weeks ago, we announced that we were awarded a wireless uh, networking contract from the city of Barstow, California, which calls for the deployment of a wireless network for the city's police department. Uh, the conversion to wireless networking for law enforcement is a trend we're seeing nationwide now. Uh, we also recently announced a wireless project for the Ocean View School District in Huntington Beach, California. And we continue to consistently receive repeat business from UCLA and USC, which are both extremely valued clients. So, Mike, then looking out to 2004, where do you expect your primary growth to come from in 2004? Well, our primary drivers for next year will continue to be our focus on the build-out of the wireless infrastructure, both organically and through one, maybe two potential acquisitions. Uh, voice over IP or voice over Internet is also another derivative product and service where we see substantial growth for network. As a natural progression, we plan on widening our portfolio and becoming a player in that market as well. Mike, could you, could you dust off the crystal ball and look out past 2004 into 2005 and beyond and and talk a little bit about your long-range plans for the company? 
Uh, well, obviously this is just my humble opinion, but looking into early 2005, our business plan calls for a nationwide footprint initiative whereby network installation can service virtually the entire U.S. directly, even internationally, as opposed to uh, a nationwide affiliate network from which we currently operate. Obviously, this would dramatically increase our profit margins, which presumably would uh, lead to increase in shareholder value. Well, I think we've, we've covered all the highlights I wanted people to understand about the company. Mike, thanks so much for your participation. And I'd like to thank everybody for joining the OTC Journal and Mike Novielli, the chairman of, of Network Installation. We'd really like to have your feedback on these interviews. We'd like to know if you like this format. We'd like to know if you find it valuable, if you have any suggestions on how we could make it better. So please email your comments to editor at otcjournal.com. We'll be back later this month with another key interview, and thanks so much for your participation.